And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Coming to you from the shores of the Indian River on Florida's beautiful Treasure Coast. And bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Here to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at and illusion is usually king. We're streaming live on iHeartRadio and available as a podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. And you can follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes. Want to shoot me an email? The address is RightNowJimDawes at gmail.com. Or you can leave a voicemail on the vent line at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Well, on yesterday's show, I reported to you that uh, General Michael Flynn, under the able assistance of his new attorney, Sidney Powell, has withdrawn his guilty plea, which prompted the Department of Justice initially to reduce uh, the amount of time um, that they were requesting to probation after earlier jacking it up to six months. So Sidney Powell has got the Department of Justice in this uh, this entrapment, this perjury trap that they sprung on Michael Flynn, um, Mueller's investigation. She's got them in an uproar. And now uh, the Department of Justice is saying they don't want to go ahead with the, uh, the sentencing hearing, and they wanted it postponed indefinitely. Judge uh, Sullivan, who's hearing the case, has has now um, granted the Department of Justice motion indefinitely postponing the sentence. Politico is reporting that, uh, let's see, Flynn's uh, initial hearing had been set for February 27th, but Judge Sullivan announced just yesterday that he was canceling the hearing until further notice of the court. Of course, the Obama deep state, uh, state spied on General Flynn uh, as early as 2015, he was the number one target of Obama's deep state, especially after Trump won the election, because they knew that Michael Flynn knew where all the bodies were buried, and they desperately wanted him not to become director of national intelligence, where he would be able to get to all of this information implicating the Obama administration. Obama's Department of Justice and deep state wanted to punish Michael Flynn because he had turned against Obama and spoke honestly about Obama's failed strategy, and I believe purposely failed strategy, dealing with uh, ISIS and Iraq and Syria. So Obama, Comey, McCabe, Strzok, Page, Brennan, and all of these other deep state actors set him up, ambushed him. You had James Comey bragging about uh, going outside established protocol to send uh, Peter Strzok and another agent over there to uh, to catch Michael Flynn in a perjury trap. Initially, they uh, they admitted that uh, they had no um, evidence of deception on Michael Flynn's part. But then, when Mueller got a hold of it, he twisted it around under uh, Andrew Weissman. We need to stop saying. Mueller, because the guy that was really running that investigation was Andrew Weissman. So, uh, so Emmett Sullivan has now uh, uh, postponed the 
sentencing hearing indefinitely. So he got this dark cloud hanging over Michael Flynn's uh, head after he has been financially destroyed and his family threatened. And I think what ought to happen now, and it's long past due, I don't think it would hurt him at all. Donald Trump needs to pardon Michael Flynn. Well, I guess, I guess no. I, I guess Sidney Powell ought to be uh, allowed the opportunity to go ahead and win this case outright. But if they try to do anything to Michael Flynn and up and in, uh, to including probation, Donald Trump should immediately step in and, uh, and pardon him. Also on the justice front, federal prosecutors yesterday recommended a seven to nine year prison sentence for Roger Stone, who is, uh, uh, charged with lying to Congress. Now this is another one of these selective prosecutions. Uh, I think in fact, Roger Stone was dishonest before Congress. But the mistake he made is he's a Republican that lied before Congress because we have seen repeatedly in the case of James Comey and John Brennan and Hillary Clinton that uh, lying to Congress is just part of what they do. It is, it is part of their standard operating procedure. They're never held to account. But now they want to give Roger Stone seven to nine years in prison. He's 67 years old. Federal sentencing guidelines result in far uh, lesser sentence for far worse crimes. Hell, on the state level, uh, most rapists serve far less time than seven to nine years. The big picture here is Stone was a Trump associate. He was indicted uh, at the direction of Robert Mueller. His home was raided in the middle of the night by a SWAT team carrying automatic weapons with helicopters whirring overhead and and um, uh, uh, gunboats in the canal behind his house. And it just so happened that CNN happened to be on the scene to document it all. Stone's uh, sentencing hearing is scheduled for February 20th, so that's coming up in about nine days. And now um, the, the, the continued double standard in the Department of Justice marches on. Adam Schiff uh, uh, coordinated one of the biggest lying campaigns in American history with regard to this uh, Russia impeachment hoax. And yet he's, he's celebrated on the left as a hero. None of these Democrats are ever going to be sent to prison. What else we got? Oh, okay. Yeah. The the department of justice yesterday announced that they had set up a process to receive the evidence and information from Rudy Giuliani so that it can be properly vetted before it's passed on to the committees in Congress uh, for further investigation. I've got, uh, uh, well, before we get to this, I've got a clip. Uh, I've got a clip from Rudy Giuliani on uh, Maria Bartiromo's show. It's a long clip, and I'm going to play it in its almost in its entirety for you because Rudy's uh, results of his investigation in the Ukraine 
have uh, have all but been covered up entirely by the mainstream media when they refer to it at all. They uh, it is to try to discredit and smear Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani, in the eyes of the Democrats and the left, has become some sort of rogue thug. Never mind the fact that he was almost single-handedly responsible for taking down the mafia in New York City, cleaned up that town, drove down the crime rate, was responsible for a huge renaissance in New York City that uh, Bill de Blasio has now all but, but destroyed. And he was the mayor uh, during 9-11. He was uh, America's mayor. He had a sterling reputation. But now whenever... You mentioned the name of Rudy Giuliani in front of uh, some of these mainstream media news shows. They spit and sputter and, and uh, act like he is the second, uh, as well, um, act like he's the Antichrist. So I've got this clip I'm going to play for you when we come back from the break. First, I want to talk to you about uh, this new product that we're offering, the Banana Bag. It is a oral solution that you would normally uh, have to uh, receive in an IV. And it is uh, an absolute fabulous product if you're suffering from uh, any medical conditions or illnesses that uh, leave you dehydrated. You know, um, a lot of these illnesses, when you catch them, the thing that really gets you and ends you up in the hospital where you don't want to be is the dehydration. And this product is strictly formulated to uh, treat dehydration orally instead of through a IV. <clears throat> there are nine essential vitamins in this uh, this drink, <clears throat> including B complex, vitamin C, thiamine, riboflavin, niacin, just a whole list of others that will get you back up on your feet and uh and feeling your old self again there are no artificial colors sweeteners flavors or preservatives no excess sugars whatsoever unless you order the pediatric version which is slightly sweetened to make it more palatable for kids if you like to go out partying this is a great drink to take either before or after to reduce the effects of a hangover and if you're in a a, a very strenuous occupation like firefighting you can, uh, you can keep this on hand to help you recover after, after uh, you've been fatigued. Needle-free um, restoration of your electrolytes. Go on the store right now and order your bag today. We, had, uh, we, we rolled this out yesterday and had a good response. You can go to americafirstradio.store. That's AmericaFirstRadio.store and order you some of this uh, this great product today. So I've got this clip I'm going to play for you. It's about, um, let's see, it's about almost seven minutes long. But this is Rudy Giuliani appearing on Sunday Futures with Maria Bartiromo, the top-rated weekend cable news show uh, now. And he's talking about uh, what he discovered in the Ukraine that uh, that he's trying to get uh, to Congress and, and Lindsey Graham, who had promised that he was going to look into all of this. 
But give me your reaction first to the president's acquittal, the State of the Union, where Speaker Pelosi rips up the president's speech. How's the president doing post all of that? The acquittal, of course, was, was, was wonderful, but it never should have happened. I mean, he didn't do anything wrong. And I think over the, over the next couple of months, you're going to see that what he did was perfectly justifiable. The amount of crimes that Democrats committed in Ukraine are astounding. And when you say investigate and call Hunter Biden, I mean, Joe, Joe Biden was the guy who did the bribe. And Joe Biden was the guy who took the bribe in order to protect Burisma. Which bribe? Tell me about which, which bribe you we want to. to. We, we want to talk about Iraq. Or we want to talk about Ukraine. We want to talk about China. Let's talk first. Every time Joe Biden was named point man, the Biden family made millions. As a prosecutor, that just got, like, doesn't compute for me. He's named point man in Iraq. The brother gets a half a billion dollar housing deal. Four, week, four days later, no housing experience. Ukraine, point man. The kid makes $8 million. And now they're looking at where the money went to Joe. The whole deal there was between the owner of the company and Joe. And it was to protect the company. And the reason he got the prosecutor kicked out is, remember they said that, that Hunter Biden was not under investigation by that prosecutor? Yeah. Well, I'd like you to look at this document that he unequivocally says, and this is ar- around the time he was fired. This is uh, uh, February 18, 2016. He was fired in February 2016. Okay. It just reads very simply, uh, Burisma Holding Limited and its director, Hunter Biden, are involved in corruption affair. And then it lays out a stone-cold uh, money laundering situation that he was involved in for four, $14.6 million that went from, as lo- disguised as loans, from Ukraine to Latvia, Latvia to Cyprus, and then it came to the U.S. And they wouldn't give the prosecutor the amounts of money that went to Hunter Biden and Devin Archer because the prosecutor was told the American embassy wouldn't give it. Well, I recovered those documents from the trial of Devin Archer. You know, his partner was convicted of, yeah, of, of securities fraud. Right. In that in that trial, they had to produce records that shows this money coming in at exactly that time. So it ties the money laundering all together. If if there were a document about you or me like this, I think we'd be in jail by now. The, the Treasury Department. He, he hasn't even investigated. Well, that's, this is the thing. Oh, every time you bring this up, the critics of the president say, well, this has been looked at and looked at before. Nobody this ever actually looked, has not look, been looked nobody at. Nobody ever looked and at And the this. Treasury has I now... I recovered co- this. Nobody looked at this. They have, they have for two years, the Justice Department and the FBI, I have a, four witnesses who say that for two years they've been trying to get this information to the Justice Department and the FBI. One FBI agent went, to, went, went like this to the witness. Why isn't it important to some people to investigate the Bidens? Is it because he was in the Senate for 30 plus years and they're all friends with him? I mean, is there a personal situation here? I I will say this. The Treasury has compiled a uh, a list uh, and documents. They have complied with a Republican-controlled Senate inquiry into Hunter Biden's business dealings in Ukraine. They've handed over highly sensitive evidence of questionable origin. That is a report from last week. So the Treasury is complying with an investigation that's happening now. Uh, Very good. I think what the Treasury Department should do is look at every one of the family transactions because this was a pattern of behavior. They were monetizing, the family was monetizing Joe's public office. When he was a senator, they did it. And three major ones when he was in, in, uh, as vice president. In Iraq, in Ukraine, 
in China, and we're talking millions. We're not talking pennies. Joe claims he didn't know. He didn't notice that his brother and his son, who has this challenge with with drugs, were becoming millionaires right around him. Mm. Joe's answer to all eight situations is, I don't know my family's business. That only worked once for Kate Corleone. Yeah. You have a second piece of information you want to... Second one, one equally equally damaging. This is a a memo from a woman named Ali Shalupa. She worked for the Democratic National Committee. This is a memo to her boss, the comms director. This is May 3rd, 2016, right in the middle of the election. She brags to him that she uh, she put together... I invited Michael... Isakov, whom I've been working with for the past few weeks, and connected him to the Ukrainians to talk about Paul Manafort. Isakov is a New York Times reporter. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is this is this is the crime they were investigating the Trump Organization for. This is what they investigated Donald Trump Jr. for two years and said they were going to indict him for. Meanwhile, they have an admission that she was getting information from foreigners and funneling it into the campaign. Then she goes further. She says. A big one will hit in next few weeks. The big one in the next few weeks was the phony black ledger. The dossier? Yes. The phony black ledger Mm -hmm. in which they announced that it would destroy Trump's campaign. They, by the way, they used the same reporter, Isakov, to leak things during the Russia collusion narrative as well. Documents don't. Uh, I, 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 try, I tried enough cases and argued this very often. You put this in front of a jury and you say, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, yeah. documents don't lie. I got to move on, but, but, but I want to <laughs> finish this here. Do you think we're going to see accountability? We spoke with Senator Lindsey Graham on this program last Sunday. Huh. And he said, look, it's not his department. It has to be foreign affairs. He says Jim Risch is, is resisting. Not my job. Not my job, man. Not my job. Lindsey Graham says he wants to investigate. I love Lindsey, but not my job. But how are you going to get them to get down there and testify so that we can get some some uh, documentation under oath so that we can understand? The Democrats have done this thing that Biden's running for president, therefore he can be engaged in multiple briberies and get away with it. It's ridiculous. These are not not simple crimes. Are you expecting another investigation? He corrupted Ukraine. And he soiled the reputation of the United States. How do we have relationships with Ukraine and try to get them to be honest if we can't hold our vice president accountable for bribing their president Mm. or for taking a bribe from one of their most crooked citizens? So you do believe we'll see accountability? You you do believe we'll actually hear from Hunter Biden? If we don't, we continue to have the double standard where Republicans are treated harshly, Democrats get off the hook. Well, it happens again and again and again. And I continue to be frustrated because nobody, including Rudy Giuliani, says exactly what happened in the Ukraine. This was a classic protection racket. They like to accuse Donald Trump of being a a mafia uh, boss. Well, what went on in the Ukraine was a classic shakedown. They put Hunter Biden on this board, paid him millions of dollars while his father was in charge of so-called rooting out corruption in the Ukraine. And they did it for one reason and one reason only. Now they're calling it a ceremonial position that he held because they know it's going to come out that he actually didn't do any work at all for Burisma. It was a classic protection racket, and it worked. As soon as they raided uh, the head of Burisma's home and got all of this information and seized his assets, in trotted Joe Biden to demand the firing of the prosecutor, and it worked. Burisma got exactly what they had paid for, a classic protection racket. Nobody has used that term. They keep acting like, 
oh, uh, Biden was there rooting out corruption while at the same time his son was engaged in corruption, and that's a conflict of interest. This is not just a conflict of interest, although it most certainly is that, and it's not the appearance of a conflict of interest. It is a blatant and uh, obscene conflict of interest. But what it really was at its core is a protection racket, and and we need to take the gloves off and call it exactly what it is. And we've been patient. You know, the the Mueller investigation was all about covering up for the wrongdoing of the Democrats, both during the election and uh, prior to the election. Mueller was just a figurehead. He didn't he couldn't even uh, uh, testify coherently on his investigation. It was all uh, this guy, Andrew Weissman, who has uh, been shown to repeatedly engage in prosecutorial misconduct in his prosecution for Enron, um, in which he destroyed a, an accounting firm, Arthur Anderson, and, and, um, and resulted in the loss of about 200 or 20,000 jobs. He was overturned at the Supreme Court, nine to nothing. But by that time, of course, all the damage had been done. And we've been patient you know, we've listened to Lindsey Graham saying as soon as this impeachment uh, fiasco is over, I'm going to call Hunter Biden and I'm going to call Comey and I'm going to get to the bottom of all this. Well, now that very same um, Lindsey Graham is backing off and saying, well, it's 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 not my area of purview. We're going to have to kick this over to Bill uh, to um, Burrs, William Burrs committee the intelligence committee in the senate and let him deal with it well we know for a fact that william burr they must have something on him because he steadfastly during the russia gate hoax refused to do his job and and uncover the truth and basically just held the coat of uh, warner the democrat uh, ranking member senator from virginia just held his coat while he constantly teed off on Trump and the Republicans. Here's Lindsey Graham from uh, Face the Nation to answer for um, what he intends to do now that uh, this impeachment is over. So we're going to look at the Hunter Biden, Joe Biden connection to the Ukraine. We're going to ask the State Department, why didn't you do something about the conflict of interest? Mm-hmm. When the uh, John Kerry's chief of staff was warned about Hunter Biden's conflict on Burisma, right. what did you do, if anything? That's all legitimate. Rudy says he's got the goods. All I can tell Rudy and anybody else, if you got some information connected to the Ukraine against anybody, go to the Intel Committee, not me. Yeah. Well, what, that wasn't the clip I wanted to play. He goes on to say that, uh, you know, he doesn't have jurisdiction over these matters, and he doesn't want to uh, be the next steel dossier. I'll try to find that clip for you during the break. But um, Rudy Giuliani, widely respected prosecutor, former prosecutor who has uh, has taken down uh, the mafia in New York is all over any outlet that will allow him, which only includes Fox News and One American News Network, with documents and evidence and witnesses that will expose Joe and Hunter Biden's corruption in the Ukraine. And we haven't even started into 
what happened over there in China where his startup investment firm got $1.5 billion from a Chinese communist bank. You know, Paul Manafort went to jail for far less than what's going on here. And even if they don't want to go and look at what happened in the Ukraine, just dig into Hunter Biden's finances. See if he paid taxes on all of these ill-gotten gains. I guarantee you he didn't. When he was called by that um, that court in Arkansas on this paternity suit, he refused to produce any documentation on his income or his businesses. And then he settled out of court so he wouldn't have to do so. We got to run out to a break. We'll look at this a little bit more when we come back right after these two messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Stick with us. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. This episode is sponsored by schwans.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. So old Jerry Nadler over there at the House Judiciary Committee has sent a letter to U.S. Attorney Bill Barr demanding to know why, why in the world the Department of Justice is receiving uh, Biden-Ukraine evidence and, and witnesses from that scoundrel Rudy Giuliani. He calls it outside the normal channels. He has the nerve to call it outside the normal channels after the Democrats paid millions of dollars for this disinformation campaign during 2016. According to Axios, Barr on Monday confirmed that the Department of Justice is currently assessing information about the Ukraine provided by the President of the United States personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, who says, and uh, we played that long clip before the break, that this information contains a smoking gun to expose Joe Biden's corruption in the Ukraine. Barr said the Department of Justice has an obligation to have an open door to anybody who wishes to provide us information that they think is relevant. But as I did say to Senator Lindsey Graham, we have to be very careful with respect to any information coming from the Ukraine. Well, they weren't very careful with it in respect to Donald Trump. 
They got uh, Paul Manafort fired from the campaign and ultimately sent to jail based on a bunch of bogus information out of the Ukraine. Barr said that uh, uh, reliable information in the Ukraine is difficult to find due to lots of agendas and lots of cross currents. Quote, we can't take anything we receive from the Ukraine at face value. And for that reason, we had to establish an intake process in the field. So any information coming in about Ukraine could be carefully scrutinized by the department. Well, I hope those field agents that are assessing the credibility of this information aren't Obama holdovers, similar to Peter Strzok and uh, McCabe and Comey and, and Lisa Page. Barr added, you know that all uh, and and you know that it is true for all information that comes into the department relating to the Ukraine, including anything Mr. Giuliani may provide. If you watch that uh, press conference in which he made these statements, you can see how cautious he is about this information. I think he's largely doing that for the uh, so that uh, he can push back against the Democrats' efforts to try to discredit Rudy Giuliani and his investigations. And, of course, now we've got old uh, Lindsey Graham over there uh, going back on his promises to uh, to investigate all of this, now saying, not my job. Not my job, man. Push it over to old William Burr over there at the Intelligence Committee that uh, is a proven uh if not a, a co-conspirator, he, he most certainly is not interested in getting into any of this information. And you, you really don't know, you know, with the, with the deep state, what information, uh, damaging information they have on who. We do know that they're able to listen to all of our phone calls and text messages and emails. And Bill Barr, I mean, uh, a William Burr, Barber, William Burr um, basically took an entirely hands-off approach during the Rushgate hoax and allowed uh, Senator Warner, the ranking Democrat on the Intelligence Committee, to just run wild. So I'm playing a lot of these long clips with Rudy uh, getting this information out in the, uh, the only ways that he can. And uh, on Saturday's Waters World, he was he was on with uh, with Jesse Waters, and I'm going to play you another one of these long clips, if I can find it, on uh, Rudy Giuliani detailing what he uncovered. This is about a four and a half minute clip. Well, uh, I want to I want to prove what happened because I believe if we prove what happened, he will be totally vindicated. Uh, I can take it back to January of 2016 possibility of the whistleblower was there. Right. NSC meeting. NSC, Obama and Biden representatives tell Ukrainian officials, get me dirt on Manafort. Right. Uh, I have three witnesses to that. Really? One, two, three. If you go to my podcast, you'll see one of them right now. Andrei Teloshenko. Yeah. Con- Konstantin Kuljuk and Nazar Kolnitsky. I, I defy anybody to spell them, but I spell I spell them out in my podcast. Okay, so the Obama Three witnesses are willing to get team. on the witness stand and say that in January 2016, yeah, members of Obama's NSC violated the law Mueller was investigating Trump for violating. They that, asked foreigners right. for dirty information 
on an American citizen who was going to be involved in a political campaign. That's it. If it's good enough for Donald Trump Jr. to be investigated for a year and a half, uh, what about all these NSC members who work for Obama, work for Biden? Possible, possible, possible. Now, the three witnesses we'll, we'll, that you we'll have, do they, they name, they name names, these three witnesses? Do they say uh, who in the Obama <laughs> administration? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they really? name names. They do? And we, and we also have we, a, we have those names? We also have a memo. We have a memo. <laughs> yeah, well, what does the, the memo say? Oh, you do? Yeah. You have a memo. I got a memo, yeah. Do you have it on you right now? No, no I don't have that one right now. <laughs> You're not going to tell me right now. memo on me right now. You're not going to, oh, but you maybe have it later. But there's no doubt. There's no doubt of who was at that meeting. And there's no doubt, I mean, they may lie about it, but there were three Ukrainian, two prosecutors and one member of the embassy. Okay, so that's, say, that's the Manafort black book. That's what ended up being false. And you should understand there's also conversations in which yeah. the Manafort black book, Teloshenko was told by Shalupa, is intended to blow the Trump campaign up. Shalupa, the DNC contractor. And she uses the word in May... That's going to destroy the Trump campaign. When it's leaked in, in August by a parliamentarian named Lushenko, you know what he says? What? This will destroy Trump. He will no longer be a candidate. That, 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 the reason it's yeah. a forgery is they never really expected to use it in court. They thought it was going to blow up his campaign. But we know he's Teflon. I mean, by, they, by that they time, thought the black book on Manafort was going to make Trump withdraw. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did. <laughs> they, did. They, they thought it was so gonna, naive. Because, but you know why? They actually believed that somehow he was involved in the Russians. Somehow he was involved with Manafort. They start to believe their own garbage. Right. So you have the three people that can testify to the Obama NSC, and you also have Chalupa, who a DNC contractor. You have documentation of all oh, this. Oh. Do you have any Hunter Biden documentation? Because that's oh, yeah, what yeah, yeah. Lindsey have, Graham I, says he's going to do in the Senate. Oh, Lindsay, Lindsay, get started. Uh, yeah, I, got, I, I, have, I have what I used to call when I was U.S. attorney a smoking gun. This is a uh, money laundering transaction. It occurred just at the time that Shokin was fired. And it's about $14.6 million. And it, this is a notice from the Latvian government to, to, to the Ukrainian government that Hunter Biden is under investigation for corruption, corruption okay. affair. And then it lays out, I'll simplify it. Uh, 14.8 million goes from Ukraine to a company in Latvia mm -hmm. disguised as a loan. Then it goes from Latvia to another company disguised as another loan in, in uh, Cyprus. And then it goes to the U.S. We lose track of it because when Shokin gets it, just about the day he's fired, there's no money in here for Devin Archer and, and Hunter Biden. Everybody else, the money is listed. The two board members. For well, all the other board members, money listed, money listed, money, money listed. None for them. So a roundabout, so I guess, international so, wire yeah, to yeah. avoid detection, disguised as a loan. And, and you have documentation to show that. It's right here. You have the memo right there. And this the is from? This is from Latvia to Ukraine contemporaneous. Okay, because right now we know th a few Senate Republicans have asked the Treasury Department about some of these financial irregularities involving Hunter Biden. This should have been investigated. Look, the government has been so lax in investigating this, yeah. it's pathetic. I mean, these, these are crimes that when I was a, a, a U.S. attorney, yeah. the day Joe Biden made that boastful announcement right. about how he bribed poor, uh, <laughs> by poor, Big mistake, Joe. Yeah. He, he, the investigation would have begun the next day for bribery. Right. He, he, right. he violated the bribery statute. All right. Announced it. You know, we have got to reestablish 
the uh, principle of equal justice, if they can if they can dig into Paul Manafort's life and discover tax violations and send him to jail for violating the uh, Foreign Agents Registration Act, then that exact same standard needs to be applied to Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden, um, while he was taking this $3 million, along with his uh, business partner and former John Kerry protege, Devin Archer, was lobbying the U.S. State Department to drop the corruption um, investigations against Burisma. That is a violation of the Foreign Agents Registration Act. That's exactly the same law that they started digging into Paul Manafort for. And when they did, they found out uh, that he had not paid taxes on this money that he was collecting for lobbying for foreign governments. It actually goes on throughout Washington all the time. But we absolutely this is arising out of the same exact place in the Ukraine. They need to open an investigation. If the Department of Justice doesn't want to look into what happened in the Ukraine because they say that, you know, they, they can't trust the information out of the Ukraine, they most certainly can trust the information that came out of the United States and records of the State Department that showed that Hunter Biden and Devin Archer were lobbying the State Department. And when they do, they will find all of these millions of dollars, and it's probably a lot more than we even know about already, that Hunter Biden took and and probably didn't pay taxes on because he wouldn't he wouldn't want to expose uh, uh, this th- these massive amounts of money. And of course, I said before the break that uh, when Hunter Biden was sued in that Arkansas court on this paternity suit where he fathered a child with a stripper. Hunter Biden refused to produce any documents and ended up settling out of court. I bet, <laughs> I bet that uh, that baby mama is going to be well taken care of. But if they start looking into Hunter Biden, I have all the confidence in the world that they're going to find out that not only did he violate FARA, that he probably violated a lot of tax laws, and that he was engaged in a money laundering operation. And they need to give him the exact same treatment that Paul Manafort received for doing the exact same thing or was at least convicted of that and see what uh, Hunter Biden has to say about the involvement of, of his, uh, his dad, Joe Biden. Maybe he can get the same treatment that Roger Stone's getting seven to nine years in jail. They ask uh, Joe Biden about this on the campaign trail uh, periodically, and of course his response is, oh, everybody's looked into that, there's nothing there, uh, and uh, uh, Giuliani's a big meanie. Here's a clip of him doing just that. Mr. Vice President, the president's also been going after your son, and Lindsey Graham uh, told CBS News uh, the Justice Department is vetting information from Rudy Giuliani about your son's work in Ukraine. Are, are you concerned a federal investigation from you, may be from launched? Rudy Giuliani. Are you concerned a federal investigation from Rudy may Giuliani. be launched? <laughs> from Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> from Rudy Giuliani, yeah. From a proven, hard-nosed prosecutor that's working as the president's personal attorney, <laughs> Rudy Giuliani. In Ukraine. Are, are you concerned a federal investigation from you, may be from launched? Rudy Giuliani. Are you concerned a federal investigation from Rudy may Giuliani. be launched? Rudy Giuliani. 
Are you are you concerned from a federal investigation? No, from, look, I, I expect <laughs> look, I expect Trump to do the same exact thing he's been doing. Why has he been attacking me from the beginning? Why did he risk and he should have been impeached? Why did he risk getting convicted by going to a foreign leader to say, "Don't you don't have to give me anything on Biden. There's nothing to get. Just tell me that you're going to investigate him so I can hurt him." Have you ever seen a sitting president as concerned about a single nominee and trying to stop a nominee? Mm-hmm. Do you think your son I, every is fair game, Mr. President? Vice President, do you think? Well, Obama comes to mind in this uh, this disinformation campaign that they launched against the Trump campaign. If you want to talk about, have you ever seen a president more concerned about a potential opponent? But the truth of the matter is, and I think this was clear to to anybody from the get go, that Joe Biden is not going to be the Democrats' nominee. He doesn't have the capacity to get through. Uh, the primaries in this current far left wing Democrat party. Back to this clip. Sitting president as concerned about a single nominee and trying to stop a nominee. Mm. Do you think your son I, is fair game, Mr. President, Mr. Vice President? Do you think your son is fair game here? His son or my son? Your son, Hunter. <laughs> uh, his son or my son. Maybe his son is is fair game. After all, we set up that uh, that meeting at Trump Tower with a Fusion GPS operative. And then drug Don Jr. through two years of investigation. Uh, Don Jr. testified before the Senate Intelligence Committee where Warner was going after him for 30 hours. Nobody to this day, with the exception of um, uh, that ABC news reporter that put together that softball interview, has ever interviewed Hunter Biden about what he did in the Ukraine. And in the one uh, exposure that he had there in that court in Arkansas, he punted and, and bought his way out of that. I don't, think, I don't think our sons are fair game at all. No one has said he's done anything wrong except the thug Rudy Giuliani. Come on. Rudy Giuliani? Come on. Character witness? Come on. Come on. Rudy Giuliani? Former uh, federal prosecutor and mayor of New York City? He's a thug. You know, really, when you get right down to it, the only thing this impeachment uh, frenzy that the Democrats put on has done, has accomplished, is exposing Joe and Hunter Biden's corruption in the Ukraine. And that's probably uh, got a lot to do with why he is doing so poorly. And he's expected probably to come in fourth or fifth place again in New Hampshire. You know, with the economy, 63 percent approval for the economy. He's running on socialism. It was sad to see it was only Amy Klobuchar who could actually say socialism probably isn't a good idea. So I I think Republicans are absolutely rooting for Bernie Sanders. And I think the one thing Adam Schiff accomplished during impeachment was the domestic political errand of dispatching Joe Biden. They have absolutely got to start pulling at these threads with respect to the Bidens, not just Joe and Hunter, but also his brothers Jack and James and his daughter. Joe Biden has uh, has sold out his office for 30 years in the Senate and then eight years in the White House. And the amount of corruption that the Bidens are engaged in, and it's probably not just the Bidens, it's probably many other Democrats in the Ukraine where the United States taxpayers were uh, pouring billions of dollars in over there, is absolutely astounding. And it, it's not limited to the Ukraine. It's, uh, it goes to China 
and Iraq and Central America and lots of other places. I think I, I, I heard uh, Joe DeGeneva uh, point out that it, the number on the amount of money that Hunter Biden took out of the Ukraine, it's probably closer to $8 million. And it's just very saddening that uh, Graham, after promising repeatedly during this impeachment that he was going to get to the bottom of this, is now backing off on it. And it's because they're threatening to uh, to sick their operative uh, Lev Parnas on Lindsey Graham. And this notion that uh, we're, you know we're going to turn a blind eye to Joe Biden's corruption because he's running for president, <laughs> that may be just enough to keep Joe Biden in this campaign uh, to the end because the last time he was doing so poorly, he's run for president twice before and never got out of the single digits. The last time he was doing this poorly after New Hampshire, he dropped out. But he'll probably stick with it this time. I want to remind you of this, uh, this great product that we're making available to our listeners, Banana Bag. It is a, uh, an oral solution that's a a clinically formulated product to restore uh, electrolytes and vitamins for people that are suffering from dehydration. It's got many uses. You ought to keep it, if nothing else, in your medicine chest in case you come down with uh, a flu or a stomach virus to keep from becoming dehydrated and ending up in the hospital. It's got a uh, nine essential vitamins, including megadoses of vitamin B, something similar to what you would take by an injection if you were uh, feeling run down, no artificial colors, sweeteners, or flavors, just everything you need to get back up on your feet. Run over to AmericaFirstRadio.store. That's AmericaFirstRadio.store and get yours today. For $15.50, you'll get five packets. And you can, uh, you can do a test and see if you want to order more. So Trump had a big rally in uh, in New Hampshire last night, returned to um, Manchester, New Hampshire, and uh, and lit it up. He lost um, New Hampshire by about 3,000 votes in 2016. This time, it would be hard to see that he would not win after he has turned the economy around and greatly reduced the opioid crisis in New Hampshire. I've got a clip for you here. Uh, We'll start with uh, this one. The first step to victory in November is tomorrow. Go send a message that Republicans, and you can vote for the weakest candidate if you want, don't worry about it. I don't really think we actually have a candidate against us. That Republicans are energized, that we're united, and that nine months from now, we are going to take back the House of Representatives. We are going to hold the Senate and we are going to keep the White House. You know, they always talk about the Democrats. They have enthusiasm, right? We have so much more enthusiasm than that's not even close. They're all fighting each other. They're all going after each other. You got them all over the place. They don't know what the hell they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. They can't even count their votes. (laughs) 
they can't even count their votes. You know, they're still trying to count the votes in New Hampshire. They've uh, uh, Bernie and uh, Booty Juice has uh, requested a recount. Bernie came out and requested a recount first, and then Booty Juice got on board because, uh, you know, that would just um, look right. Here's another clip from Trump at last night's rally in Manchester, New Hampshire. While the extreme left has been wasting America's time with this vile hoax, we've been killing terrorists, creating jobs, raising wages, enacting fair trade deals, securing our borders, and lifting up citizens of every race, color, religion, and creed. From our rural communities... To our cities, we are expanding the blessings of America to all of our citizens. We added another 225,000 new jobs last month alone. Could you imagine the landslide victory that Donald Trump would be headed toward if it were not for the mainstream media suppressing his message of hope and promise in this country? Not not to any individual group in this country. He's not engaging in identity politics like the Democrats like to do. He's lifting, he's, he's uh, rising the tide that lifts all boats. And he talked about that uh, in there, about this, this latest hoax we've been drugged to. The Democrats, after retaking the majority in the House of Representatives, have accomplished absolutely zero for the American people. Instead, they busied themselves with continuing this uh, this vendetta, this jihad that they've got going against the president, and it's all because they've got a lot of uh, a lot of things that they need to cover up, and they think they can do this by rolling out their their uh, strategy of keeping Donald Trump on the defensive, and it's worked. We're in the third year of the presidency now, and they're still uh, they're still trying to drag this president through it and keep anybody from looking at exactly what they engaged in. But at that East room news conference, Donald Trump characterized it just about exactly the same way. Most Americans feel. Come on. It was all bullshit. <laughs> we then- I'm going to do this again. It was all bullshit. (laughs) Schumer is now demanding an investigation um, into Donald Trump for uh, retaliating because he fired Vindman and and, uh, Sondland. So uh, they're demanding that they launch a new investigation because Donald Trump is exercising his, his authority to have people advising him who he has confidence in. They continue to try to uh, make out that um, Alexander Vindman was, you know, a, a war hero because, you know, he, he uh, got a purple heart in Iraq. Well, you know who else was a war hero who, who got a purple heart? Benedict Arnold was um, injured in combat. And his name has gone down in history as a, you know, one of the great traitors in American history. But you got uh, Schumer and Nadler all up there saying that, uh, oh, it's wrong for the president to have fired this proven um, 
seditious conspirator. I'm talking about Vindman, not Sondland. I think Sondland just got confused. He had never been, uh, you know, in this position before. It was probably, it was most definitely a bad idea to appoint him as the ambassador to the European Union. Probably reflects exactly what Donald Trump thinks of the European Union. See if I've got time for one more clip. This is Chuck Todd commenting on the current state of the Democrat Party. The Iowa vote count fiasco is a national embarrassment. The Democratic Party is divided against itself, left versus center left. The candidate once seen as having the best chance of beating President Trump is in a polling freefall and low on money. The party establishment is terrified of a Sanders nomination, but at a loss for how to stop him. And through it all, President Trump was acquitted of impeachment charges. His poll numbers are improving, and he's feeling as confident as ever. Well, it's not just that. Uh, You know, the economy is roaring this emoluments clause case uh, in uh, that the Senate's were, uh, that the uh, Congress is using to harass the president further has been dismissed. And if the Republicans could get their act together and get on offense and start going after some of these uh, conspirators that uh, have drug us through this for the last three years, we would be in a, a no lose situation. I got a little time left. I want to I want to uh, play a couple of clips here. This is AOC who is the uh the leader now, ideological leader at least of the Democrat Party and you got to keep in mind when you listen to this that AOC has a economics degree from Boston University, supposed to be one of our better institutions. It's funny you ask this because I was just reading today about how Milton Keynes, a famous uh, economist back in the day, predicted that by 2030, U.S. GDP would grow six to eight times what it is, which would allow for everyday people to work 15 hours a week. Milton Keynes. I don't know if she's referring to Milton Friedman there or John Maynard Keynes. She's got an economics degree. She is sitting a former bartender and the U.S. House of Representatives leading a far-left-wing revolution along with her fellow squad members Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib. And she can't even keep the names of the two uh, most influential economists in history straight. Here she is uh, saying, well, I, we don't have time. we got to run out to a break when we come back. Well... We are going to come back. We're uh, scheduled to fill in today for Jen on uh, That's What She Said. And if we can get our act together and work out the technical difficulties, we'll be back right after the network break on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Whether you're moving in together for the first time. This can be your closet. Or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva Paper Towels can help you maintain a clean home. 
They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home.